0: Hi everyone and welcome back to Wise Thoughts. I apologize for the brief intro last episode but since the interview was so lengthy I didn't want to add any more to the timeline. I just want to say thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to what we have to say and for supporting us. We hope our words have helped you further explore your thoughts, actions, and behaviors which is the goal for our mission. I also want to reiterate what our mission is, and it's to bring the underground community of artists and creative minds above ground to share their thoughts and experiences through language and sounds or whatever their medium is, so that we can prove we are all just human beings striving for similar things. Whether it is to express oneself, to create a better world or community, to figure out the meaning of life on your own or with one another, whatever it is, the goals are on the same plane, and we are all not different from each other regardless of our well-being physically and mentally i believe in what we do even if it is a little vague right now it's learning to take form what we have to offer is relatable content that is often looked over or unheard of by regular folks the struggle of the mind and inner self are very popular topics within the podcast realm but it's always about what can we do about it and never about the why and how we just want to create a safe space for people to tell us their stories without any bias and analytics and this is why we created Wise Thoughts. So for today, we have episode two, season two, and Wise just going to briefly go over what's been going on in his life for the past year and a half. Thank you all so much for listening and enjoy.
1: Oh, it's metronomy. Okay, they'll just click on. All right. All right. This is a pre. <laughs> all right, guys. So here we are, back in the office. We have the legend herself. The original Y in Y's thoughts is in Z building. We started this in the basement sometime in a a rigorous 2020. You know, a rough time when the world changed. Yuri decided to just come in and if y'all are just tuning in, this is a legendary one of my femtors, Miss Yuri Suzuki. And she was... The person, I had one failed podcast attempt previous to this. And Yuri and I were always known for legendary talks, legendary music making, just all around legendary shit. And she was like, "Why wow, you should do a podcast. And I was like, really? And then she has an amazing left brain. She's also an amazing creative and artist. And I was like, all right, why not? You know? So we got in there and then we did it and we rocked out for 2020. I moved to Brooklyn and then shit got crazy. I tried to straggle on and you know, fart out or shit out a couple episodes without her, you know. And then I always touch base with her. You know, she's also a brand spanking new mom in the regaverse. And yeah, so I'm, I'm honored to be working with her again and relaunching this season. So that's just a little bit of my thoughts on this. This shit might get edited out, it might not. She's also an amazing factor behind the scenes if you listen to past season one episodes of just creating the questions, helping decide and, and edit and keep the flow of this thing going because, you know, I'm like a balloon. If you, if you let loose the string I'm gonna go floating out wherever I float and Yuri brings that grounding energy to this so I'm honored to be uh, kicking off season 2 with her of Wise Thoughts yeah so as we said the inception of this happened in 2020 after COVID hit both Yuri and I you know all of our worlds got turned upside down but I was working in Haiti apparently Yuri was holding it down in Japan And that initial hit grounded all of us since I lost work and couldn't travel. I was normally ping-ponging between sub-rent apartments and the space station, which is a studio I got in my folks' crib in Jamaica, Queens. So I was actually, prior to that, I was planning to live in Germany. And I was working on my artist visa. I loved it out in Berlin. And 2020 came. Those plans got wiped out. I ended up back at my folks' spot. And then eventually, I knew that card was gonna wear out. So I was like, "What next?" So by the summer of twenty twenty, I began looking for a studio space, more or less a commercial space to work on content, to create content, music, and all those things, to basically separate the work and live situation. So I found someone and that was interested in doing the same thing. And because you know New York rent is crazy, we were initially looking for a soundproof studio that was large enough to do small events and full band rehearsals that was the original inception before what came to be known as uh, blank bamboo as we looked around new york numbers were about 2000 and change for a commercial space that was acoustically treated allegedly and i say allegedly we found a spot in ridgewood we applied for it we passed the background and credit check paid fees by the way these son of a guns and then at the end, they offered us a lease with a clause that said we could be removed due to noise complaints. So I was like, the fuck is that? How are we in a soundproof room and have a clause on the lease that says that basically means we can get kicked out at any given moment that they say there's too much noise? So I was like, hell no, we're not signing this lease. And they waited till the last minute to pull that. So that fell through. We couldn't even get our um, application fees back and then I was like, damn, this is discouraged, discouraging. I was like, my time at my, I love my folks and I love my parents. But I'm a grown ass dude and I can't be there too long. So I was like, I'm wearing out the ticket here. This spot fell through. What am I going to do? So we ended up looking for a space that was both work live. Because we're like, if we're going to pay this crazy ass rent, we might as well get into a space that could lock in and do both create money out the space and also at this time the shutdowns were in full effect where venues were down till further notice. This was now going toward fall of 2020. By around winter, November, we ended up coming across a spot that came to be known as Blank Bamboo by like the area of the L Train Montrose that side, Bushwick, closer to Williamsburg, gentrified name now East Williamsburg. And... We found a spot. It was crazy. Five and a half racks a month. But this was down from 7.5K pre-COVID. So this was actually a big drop. So we said, all right, let's see if we can do this. The investment was made. Security deposits, everything. And my vision was pretty much a, a multimedia arts community center. And to be able to hold space for the different workshops, as well as the musical things, recording, rehearsal, etc. Space also had a giant island kitchen. So we're like, yo, this would be great for podcasts, cooking shows. And I formulated several ideas. And some of those ideas worked. Some of them didn't. You know, learning to live with people is hard. So, like, we just had to spend a few months getting the space together, locking it in, and... This whole thing is going on during the middle of the pandemic. So we're basically turning our spot into kind of an underground speakeasy. But we're doing everything from eight-year-old birthday parties, you know. We did somebody's uh, book release. There were so many beautiful things that happened throughout that time, uh, as well as challenges that were there. So this really affected me because when you live in the same place you work, you know, it's just crazy. So that was a the advantage was we were able to serve community and create environments and safe spaces for people, but the cons was the mental health and the own things going through. I partnered up with somebody who I had been creatively involved with for a long time, but you know when you live with somebody and you uh, partner up in business and a lot of money is on the line, you know there's different things that you can only learn when you go through it. I'm thankful for the experience. But at the end of it all, there were certain things that just weren't aligned. You know, I don't wish no bad on no person, but uh, clearly, after getting to know the space and the situation, I realized that this was a stepping stone again. It wasn't the end game. So, after a one year lease, you know, the landlords pulled the old move. Hey, (laughs) in their own words, as far as we're concerned, COVID is over. So, we're raising the rent. This was over a $500 rent increase. One shot, already doing work. The space has such a high overhead. You're talking about 5.5K plus gas and electric, not including your own food and bills. You're talking close to $6,000. So to make that just to get your head above water takes a lot. So I began writing grants. I began going in, and I made certain things work out. Certain things that weren't in line with who I was partnering with, I just started formulating my own events. Movie nights and... Grant writing workshops, as well as building my own thing called Decipher, which ended up creating a whole entire production company. And as that year went out, I decided not to renew the lease and then uh, go forward into moving into Queens. But uh, Blank Bamboo was my equivalent to a, a doctorate school education. And I learned a lot. I learned how to hold space for others. I also learned that I have to hold space for myself. And I learned that nothing external can validate you. I also went in looking for certain things that I needed to find within me. And the deep introspection of 2020 was like... The other part was 2021, applying all of that introspection. And then me being really grounded to this space for pretty much a year of my life, it really was a different vibe so I'm thankful for that and you know once again we did everything from legendary jam sessions and all these things but I'm glad that I learned from the experience and made it out without waiting too long so that's kind of the story of Blank Bamboo Uh, and it, it gave me the keys necessary so now I'm building with commercial space and then I'm doing other things so I believe with COVID it's the great reflector. It's the great mirror where no one can hide from themselves. And facing myself on such a deep level and seeing myself reflected to others was heavy. You know, from this time it also evolved into New York City taking some of the toughest vaccine mandates in the entire country. It also led to a a big I would say there's two worlds going on right now. There's the world of the new and the now, and then there's the old world that people are holding on to. And what I feel is COVID is forcing us to evolve in a way and really making us have to let go of the old and go into the new and with the pandemic, I'm, I'm not judgmental on anybody. We had to relearn social skills. We had to rechange the way we work, we live, all within now two years. And I feel like 2022 is if 2020 and 2021 had a baby, and this is the birth of it. But it is the birth of a new. Mm. So, as I said, the biggest challenge in Brooklyn was mental health. Because when you work and live in the same space where there's a lot of people coming in and out, that's not something you could prepare for. The only thing I could compare it to is like a school or a place of worship, like a church, because people are coming there for something. you know, And they're coming there, and they bring things and they release. Some of them were beautiful, some of them were dark, as is life, but I take equal with gratitude you know it was it was really really there and it really helped me see so much of it and i've been understanding a lot about myself yeah and it's yeah it's just a, an awesome awesome experience you know all right so mental health the biggest thing i say was a deep introspection And honestly, I can look back and see my mental health deteriorate from lack of stillness. Because when your mind is always busy, it's like an engine that overheats. And that shit, for me, my mind was always running. So what I had to do for my mental health, shout out to Sternberg Park, shout out to Maria Hernandez Park, and shout out to, what's the other one? 48 Playground, PS uh, IS 48, aka Martinez Playground, the handball courts, uh, and the bars. That's that's what, what I did. That that those things saved me, you know what I mean? Really just doing that and music, of course. Like, you know, music is always my drug of choice, you know? So it it always calms the pain. And and when I play, that's why I don't release so much music these days. Last years, because it does so much for helping me self-assess myself and understand where I'm at and where I want to go. It's like a friend that talks to me, and I'm now learning how to share that process with people, because the purpose of it is so different. And now the mental so back, I would say I was going. I don't. I don't. I'm using hyperbole. Say I was going shit but. I wasn't taking time and space for myself. And I just got caught up in this overextending, people-pleaser energy. And that's based on my own traumas and my own shit. So, like, you know how it is. You change you change the characters, but the same situations come in. So a lot of the things I faced in, in Blank Bamboo were based on my... ...existence and relationship with the dynamics of my my parents, my brother, you know what I mean? My family, my, like, those things reoccurred because I changed the environment... ...but it was showing me where I had to heal within myself. The thing I love about triggers is triggers are opportunities. Because it only triggers you because it shows you where you need to heal. Because unless someone is, like, physically, mentally, or emotionally putting you down... You know, it's something that's being created. Yes, I understand people say something, but if they said something that offends you or do this, you should be able to bounce back from it. And the reason I was mentally exhausted and not in a healthy place is because I stopped prioritizing myself. And I understand that like, if you're a cup, the only way to offer is you have to pour into that cup till it overflows till it goes into the next. If you get a little bit quarter cup full and try to pour that out, you're always in a state of depletion. So my assessment of when I was in there was I was in a constant state of depletion. I did balance it out around, I would say, for the year, maybe like month four to six, I started figuring out like a semi-routine with the parks. And then I played handball a lot because we came in in the winter. So it was brick. So I wasn't going out a lot. We were just doing gigs, learning how to pay rent, learning how to live with each other. That's just life shit, you know? By the time three months passed, I think they say 90 days, I was like, okay, this is how I live now. I know everything now, you know what I mean? This is, you know, what's going on? I know who to, I'm living. I was living with two other people, so I, I already lived with one before, so I knew other shit I didn't know, so I had to just eat that and be like, what it is? I signed an agreement for a year. So I did the best that I could, and then I would say around midway, my assessment was I shifted, and then I started focusing on myself and knowing what I needed to do. And then I started creating my own ideas. And instead of looking for bookings out of the space, I started exhaling my own events, studying everything I learned from other people's events. And then I built a production team called Love Productions. I started doing my stuff. And then I found myself in a state of this, but I was still in an environment I knew I needed to get out of. So right around month six, seven or so, I knew I was going to move. I needed... I was assessing if I could still invest in the space, and but I knew I couldn't live and work like that. It was a dub. So I had to figure that out. And then, you know, I made the moves. And then at the end, right when it was at the end of 2021, I made the switch to Queens. And that's when I feel like now my mental health is in a state of... It's in a really good place right now. I feel balanced. I feel great. And now it's nervousness because I have to recreate a whole new way of living. But... I'm built for this. I've done this all the time. I have to count on the tools that I have. So my current mental state is really in a state of, of peace. And that's what I said. I walked into this place. I said, I want somewhere by the water. I want somewhere that's this. I'm doing this. I'm not going to be responsible. No one's throwing anything. I'm fully responsible for this space. So if the shit go down, it's me. It's, like it's on nobody. You know what I mean? So I'm blessed with the help that I received, but I knew I needed to bet on myself so that that's it and i feel really peaceful about that and thankful you know for the ups and downs yeah so now that i'm i'm in astoria queens now beautiful astoria very chill space Uh, my goal is to continue the same mission i had you know which is now i'm looking at a commercial space to partner with some somebody and do some events out of there and work on that tip without knowing it's I don't have to live there. That's definitely a dub. Uh, With my arts education work, Creative Expressions, I've now relaunched and created stuff around artivism, which is the purpose that I do and create art. And that's really... I've flipped my life upside down where I'm putting the artistry first. I'm putting... So there's why not show love and there's creative expressions. Why not show love is what I release all my music under, the Artistic Hub and now I've created Show Love Productions which is a production team that everything from the music to the streaming to the, you know, the creation of it all is what helps me now focus. So my goals for 2022 is step with my artists foot forward, automate creative expressions. We're providing so many opportunities for teaching artists and I'm training them and helping them and learning through that myself. So I'm in also back writing grants to to help get myself going and i am looking to get a separate recording rehearsal space to be able to create the art and collaborate and i've been now presenting show love productions and creative expression work to various studios um and creative spaces i'm also yeah focusing on music my content i get the, the honor of playing music every single day now and you know keeping the exercise up, doing what I need to do, and, you know, just growing and learning from each, you know, moment. Yeah, well, there's been an amazing revelation And you could say revolution because revolutions mean things go 360 degrees. They come back where they start. The revelation I've had is like in the book The Alchemist. The treasure is where you're at. You're only in your moment right now. And that's the only place you ever will be. If you push things down, that's depression by, you know, nature. You go backwards. You... Look for moments that are no longer there. We create false nostalgia. Oh, this was so good. We didn't even like this shit back then. And then you know we fantasize and we'll say, oh, oh, it was, it was all good back in this. Nah, shit was fucked up because until we do the healing and the processing, it's not there. We have a brilliant opportunity every moment, and right in every moment is where it lies. So stay present in that, and that's what I'm flowing on. I'm thankful. Know that you don't know. Because this is a time of uncertainty and transformation. So I bet on that. I don't have to have shit figured out. The world doesn't have shit figured out. So I'm moving with it. In a moment-by-moment basis. And I'm trusting in the Most High. and myself. And, you know, thing I'd say to anybody listening to this shit. Trust yourself. Look in the mirror. Access God through yourself. Through your being. Because the answers are there. It's all within you. And then take care of that and everything else will be taken care of for you beyond what you can expect so you know I'm here season 2.0 we back Yuri any thoughts of you?
0: you <laughs> <laughs>